0: Shana Tova A good, safe, healthy, and sweet New Year to you, to your family, and to Klol Yisrael, to the Jewish people throughout the world. Shana Tova. A few weeks ago a very special member of our community, died. She was aged 97. And her name was Suzanne Perlman of Blessed Memory. She was an artist of some distinction. She studied among others with Oskar Kokoschka, the great great painter. And her life story was uh, quite dramatic. She was born in 1922 in Budapest where her parents had an art gallery in 1940 she was married in Rotterdam in Holland and just three days before the Nazis invaded Holland she and her husband managed to escape to Paris there to actually jump on uh, an already moving train to Bordeaux and from Bordeaux she was able to take a boat to Curacao, where she lived for many years. Now, she and her husband ran their own art and antiques gallery in Curacao. And most of the customers in the shop were from the cruise ships that stopped there. And some of them were really quite wealthy. And on one occasion, a very, very rich woman came ashore Came into the shop and asked whether, asked Suzanne whether she had any shoes for sale from the famous French designer Monsieur Damage. Well, Suzanne didn't just not have any Damage shoes, she'd never actually heard of Monsieur Damager. So she said to the woman, could, could I actually see a shoe? And maybe I'll find someone in Curacao who can get some for you. The woman removed the shoe and Suzanne looked at it and turned it upside down. And uh, there on the sole, she s- saw something written. And she immediately saw what it was. Written on the sole of the shoe, was the word damaged. In other words, it was a defective shoe with a fault in it that had clearly been sold at a cheap price. And over time, the final D of damaged had got rubbed out and you could read it as damage. So this woman had assumed that that was the name of a French shoe designer. So don't worry, said Suzanne, I will find you shoes just like that. And there it is. Uh, I love that story, actually, because um, it's quite nice to think about how, um, to everyone else, a pair of shoes could be uh, flawed and, and contain a fault and be damaged goods. But to the person who wore them, they were special, they were exclusive, they were precious. They were Monsieur Damager. And I thought, actually, isn't that most of us? Because on Rosh Hashanah and especially on Yom Kippur and certainly during Slichot, aren't we all aware that we are actually damaged goods? We have faults, we have flaws, we have failings. And then I thought, but what if we were capable of that paradigm shift if we're actually able to see ourselves as specially designed by Monsieur d'amage Supposing our failings were actually our strengths. Supposing our inability to do X was actually an ability to do Y. And then I started thinking about the Biblical characters to whom that might apply. I think, for instance, of Levi, Yaakov's third son, who had a fierce and dangerous temper, and Yaakov, at the very end of his life, on his deathbed, cursed him. And yet it was Levi who, you know, one or two generations later, produced the three great leaders of the Jewish people throughout the wilderness years, Aaron, Miriam, and Moshe. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu had some of that anger of Levi himself. But what that became in Moshe Rabbeinu's life was righteous indignation and a passion for justice. I've often thought that Moshe Rabbeinu who keeps saying to God, he says it over and over and over again, I can't speak. And I think to myself, why did God choose him, Moshe Rabbeinu, of all people in the world, to be his spokesman? And then I thought, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu, because he couldn't speak, learned to listen. And maybe that's really what we need in our relationship with other people, and our relationship with God. His, what Moshe Rabbeinu thought was his weakness, was actually his strength, his ability to listen. Rabbi Akiva suffered from a terrible problem, which is he was, according to the Gemara, 40 before he even began to learn. But when you begin to learn at the age of 40, you have an advantage over everyone else who began to learn at the time everyone else begins to learn, which is that it's harder for you, which means that you labor at it. And the end result is you become Rabbi Kiva, the greatest teacher of his generation, because he understood how hard learning is. Resh Lakish, who began life as a, well, didn't begin life, whose first career was as a, as a highwayman, as, a, as, as a, you know, a man of violence, but who became a bold tshuva, and the end result was that because he had the most unusual background of really any of the Amoraim, he said some of the most beautiful things anyone ever said about the power of tshuva, because he had been forced To experience the power of tshuva. Or if you uh, take a contemporary example. Just a few weeks ago we lost one of the most outstanding teachers and scholars of our generation, of many generations. The late Rav Adin Steinsaltz. Adin didn't come from a conventional background. I'm sure you know the stories was the first thing he told people when he met them that his father was secular and an atheist. And it was his father who sent him to Yeshiva because his father said, I want my son to be an apikouris but not an amharit. I want my son to be a heretic but not an ignoramus. Now, you know, when you got a father like that and you come from a background like that, you come from a secular world and you want to learn Talmud, that's a huge mountain to climb. But it meant that Adim was able to explain the Talmud to people however secular they were because he had been forced to make that journey. Not all, but many of the weaknesses we have are actually strengths that we have not yet discovered how to use. Or less dramatically, by um, focusing on our weaknesses, sometimes we make us... uh, fail to find and search for our own strengths. The truth is, there's an unusual blessing which we make over a sheka, uh, after we've had a cup of water or a cup of coffee. The bracha achrona says, <speaking in Hebrew> You make many different kinds of souls and their deficiencies. <clears throat> Plain reading of the bracha says, even a deficiency is the gift of God. Even a deficiency has been designed by Monsieur Damager. So a negative self-image sometimes prevents us from doing the good we could actually do. Which is why I try and struggle against people's negative self-image. One of the greatest lawyers in Britain in modern times was the late Peter Taylor, the late Lord Taylor, master of the Rolls, and then Lord Chief Justice, Britain's senior judge. Jewish, but not terribly from, but was a big kiddush Hashem. Everyone knew Peter Taylor had been not only Britain's leading judge, but a very special and outstanding leading judge. And when I first met him, Peter said to me, I was chief rabbi at the time, Chief rabbi, what will you do with a wicked old sinner like me? And I said, Peter, I cannot allow the Lord Chief Justice to be abused like that. And I said, the sages said, Dayan, Din, Emet, Lamitato, Nase, Shutaf, Every judge who delivers a true verdict becomes a partner with the Holy One, blessed be He, in the work of creation. And Peter blushed and said that was the nicest thing anyone ever said of him. That was a wonderful man who simply wouldn't allow himself to see himself as a wonderful man. We are each capable of great good. And we should never say, I can't do it. I'm not up to it. I'm damaged goods. No, the truth is, we are each the rare and special product of Monsieur Damager. In the coming year, may we do the good that Hashem needs us to do. May we do the good that we must, that we should, and that we can. Shana Tova.